Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm DM Neil, aka Joke Maniac, and I have one of the best co-hosts ever back in the gym to lift the mental weights with me, and they can introduce themselves. They can? Oh, they've been upgraded in life. Hello, they are Morgan Jenkins, and also yes. known as DM Dugnastics, because there's always a Dugspiracy going on, and it is our job to uncover it. Yes. And I'm here to talk about episode 11 of the DM Nastics. Don't let Neil ever call it episode 111 again before we recorded, and there is no proof that he did so. Nope, and I don't even know that I did, but it will tie back to episode 134, Funeral for a PC. Uh, yes. Everyone just talks about how sad they are when their characters die. It's an amazing oh. episode. Yes, fun for the whole family. <laughs> and you are right. Diamnastics 111 was entitled yes. Rocks Fall, Everyone Gets a Funeral. Okay, see, what is that a reference to? Because you always do in these titles, you always do sneaky cheeky references ah. to things. What's this one? So a common mentality that came out of Dungeons and Dragons 2nd Edition, more of the DM versus player style that kind of came the about TPK. is yep. referred to as rocks fall everyone dies because in the original uh tomb of course it is tomb of annihilation there are three paths that you can go in one of which you like essentially go to the fake door and quite literally rocks fall everyone dies i forgot about that yes and so this is a play on that it is indeed you are that cheeky and i am that asleep fantastic so what did you do for the rocks to fall and for everyone to go to funeral? What was our, our, our kickoff with DMnastics? This one was one of the picture-based ones. And honestly, ah. it was surprisingly difficult to find, or I don't know, like find the right words to search in Google to find yeah. cool images for like a fantasy-style funeral. But thankfully, yeah. by the power of myself and Rorik, the ever-present creator of the rotating labyrinth our our god figure he and i came up with 10 different funeral images and just threw those out to the forum users to kind of say what happened and looking back to previous diamnastics the pantheon builder maybe it's a certain set of things that one god wants you to follow in daimbe or just anything else you could think of i love it and and of course of course now both of you are as we all must sacrifice something for uh, this wonderful podcast you are both now on a list for writing in my fantasy and funeral over oh, and over yes. again so now people me people are you know so ha it, it, you basically should have just written how to get away with murder this is for real not about the tv show question mark question mark it would have had the same effect yes and the fbi will come and find us at some point i am sure but before they do though i have a question which of the forum posts did you want to highlight well first i would like to have a quick shout out to dm lord neptune for tackling number seven not only did he do an amazing job talking about the goddess of nature possibly being the goddess of death as well? But anyone who goes to the forum to 111 will notice that the scene looks surprisingly familiar to a lot of people, almost as if it was 
an artistic rendition of a particular spoilerific scene from Final Fantasy VII that has broken all of our hearts. Not that scene, the one that comes after it. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And so, so I have to shout out to that because, I mean, kudos to tackling it. It's a beautiful picture and kudos to doing it justice with that fantastic treatise on uh, the nature of goddesses. But the one I chose and the one I'm going to properly highlight today was actually number two by Fos. I, I think I'm saying that correctly. And to describe the image just quickly, it's at first glance, it's a bunch of people underwater Hold bubble heads so you can't see their faces. Could be alien, might not be. And they've dug a hole and they're burying someone. And one of them, while the person's being buried, is holding up a, an atom bomb, it looks like. And the bomb is the only bit of color in this, this grayish blue piece. And I thought, that is an amazing and arresting image. I might choose it for myself. And then scrolled down and spotted someone else who did a far better job at doing things than me. Foss has written an absolutely beautiful, haunting, painful story because I like crying at six in the morning. And it's it's about the district because I actually had to scroll back up and there are more people in the background in the picture. It is a civilization mourning the last surviving uh, child a la children of men. And except this time it's children of men underwater. And so you have what I'm assuming is the mother or the father of this child placing this atom bomb in beside them. In the story, I think the child's dead. Uh, it's the, it, it's, it truly is. It's, it's absolutely beautiful that they're, they're, they're utilizing whatever this bomb is to try and uh, almost like panspermia to try and create uh, life to generate life from the seed that is this, this creature and, and, that they have done this across multiple uh, stars. So I like to think of this as a pre-human civilization. Mm. And this is actually how humanity is born amongst many, many, many other, like, other races through modifications and morphing. So we're talking like, let's go uh, far future sci-fi where all the races, orcs or dwell, uh, dwarves, elves, everyone's there and we're all descendants of this society. And you end up with this situation where, ah, that's me reading into it, but you, you end up with this situation, this beautiful final image where it's, you know, perhaps my child, millions of years from now, a young species with eyes like yours will look up at the stars and wonder if anyone is looking back. And somewhere, someone with eyes like your mother's will be. And I'm just bawling. And it's just, it, it, it truly is, it's a beautiful farewell to this one child and the idea of a parent having to, to bury their child and having to outlive their child. And then the fact that it is a mercy because that child now doesn't have to see a civilization die. It's, it, it truly is, it is full of so much emotion. And to do that in a short post about an image, you bring something like that to your table and your players will not forget it. Yes. A fantastic choice, sir. And well done, folks. Well done, indeed. All right. How are we going to follow that up? We're going to follow it up with... Weeping. Just crying. Just just 40 minutes of unedited weeping. Oh, no, we'll cut it out. We'll do it for you. That's that's our gift to you. I'll speed it listeners. up. It'll you sound funny. You don't have funny. to listen to it. That's it. <laughs> It'll just be like... <laughs> 
So instead, I will highlight from Boost Overkill, a oh. Silver Dragon Patreon member, and they tackled number six, which is a pretty interesting one and fairly dark in nature. Like there's cultists around with shovels in a cemetery, and like the two characters are just very, very dark looking. And the backstory that they wrote is very interesting to me because. Essentially, this Order of the Reaper follows a god of death, and there's supposed to be a an eruption from a volcano nearby, and the current leader essentially says, hold up, we don't need to be like involved in this, and we need to do this and that. And then, essentially, the god of death speaks to an oracle and says, no, no. This person is weak. They need to be removed and sacrificed to me. And you, as the child of this person, will now take over the order. And so these are the funeral rites. And they have a prayer written to the god of death in their post. And so, like, this is the setup for essentially, I believe, how, like, ascension in this order occurs. And it is dark and wonderful. That is truly terrifying. I do have a question for you there. Yes. Uh, do, do you think in this sacrifice that the original uh, leader of the order in that beautifully crafted box there, you reckon they're still alive? Uh... Right up until they get chucked into the volcano? No, but they're getting buried alive. How's that go back to the volcano? Volcano goddess of death, you're a bit inconsistent but hey cultists oh no i think it's just that the he wanted to run from the volcano rather than embrace uh, the destruction no. yes run to volcanoes always run to yes. volcanoes if the the director tv movie aladdin number two aladdin and furious taught me anything it's that you run to volcanoes what was it the return of jafar if the return of jafar too Jafar, too furious. Yes. Taught me anything. It's run to volcanoes. Although I do like there's that, that bit of red in the background that you see in the image. Also, there is a twist. Oh. Because little did the daughter know that the oracle had not received the prophecy from the god of death, but instead from Baal, the god of murder. No murder. Oh, man. I mean, murder and death do kind of... One does beget the other. Mm. Sir, with those out of the way, you know what time it is. It's time to lift the mental weights right now. Insert song about the weights. Who is singing the song? It's you. It's me. <laughs> oh, dear. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. So, now the question is, which one will we tackle? Okay, so I, I did notice that out of all the images that have been chosen, I don't think anyone's gone for number one. And even if they have, I apologize for missing your post. Please tweet me on the tweeters, and I shall uh, read that as soon as I discover how technology works. Angrily. Angrily. No, I don't read tweets angrily. I, le I, I read them with a smile on my face. The smile is full of cake. The cake Ooh. is not a lie. Oh, internet memes from forever and ever ago. So, number one, I would like to tackle. Mostly because when I first saw it, and I, I don't know entirely why I thought this, probably because my brain is very literal, 
and the tiny, tiny mountains that are very far away and therefore small in the background, my brain was like, but what if they're not far away? What if they're just tiny mountains? And these are giant, terrifying god creatures stomping around, destroying entire villages and towns, but completely unaware because what they are doing to them in their giant ways is just burying their leader. Interesting. I like it because then that also makes it like the lake image in front. Very like they're walking through this lake as giants. Yeah. So you're upsetting fishing villages. You're upsetting everything. In fact, they could be. Oh, that's what it is. They are the the reason that people tell stories of tsunamis. Why do tsunamis attack, uh, you know, and destroy villages? Is it the gods angry at us? And then people set out to try and appease the gods, and they discover it's not that the gods are angry at you. The gods are basically, at this point, indifferent to you and have forgotten you, which is why terrible things are happening, because they're not watching over you. But the reason they're not watching over you is because they're burying Dad. (laughs) Oh, and especially with, like, dropping them into the ocean, like, they have to walk out to, like, the the like funeral um oh what is that essentially the the fantasy equivalent of the mariana trench and they're dropping them in and it creates this like you know the ripple in the entire ocean rather than the pond i like yeah and that's that is the tsunami i love it so it's this it's it's born from from this funeral rite that they don't know is is causing this effect and then, of course, you try and tell them, and they're just there like, well, we feel horrible. You should all feel horrible, too. Why are you complaining? Go back to your broken cities. And <laughs> so then you either have to fight them or you have to convince them that they need to stop being depressed. And so there you are at basically a Viking funeral, your entire village having been destroyed, having to talk this god through the seven stages of grief so they stop destroying your stuff. I like it. Okay. So are you ready for mine? I am. So you were right in that the only one that had not been taken was number one. So now that that's out of the way, we will have to take one that someone else has already described. And I'm going to pick number four, which is essentially an image of like a carriage with, you know, someone that has passed away inside of it at the front of what looks almost like a like a war party. So my idea with that is to tie back to Diamnastics 23 on the forums, the Pantheon Builder, and tie it back to Sigdrifa, who happens to be one of the deities with war in their portfolio. And so the idea is that if someone, like let's say a famous warrior, for whatever reason, passes away before, or rather not in combat, this is the way that they go. They essentially are taken to combat one last time. And like they, you know, they're leading this procession and essentially like getting to go to war and meeting that true death instead of passing away calmly at home. I love it. And it really then sort of it brings that sense of urgency to it as well, especially if you had this idea of like the soul lingers on the body for a certain period of time. So the person has passed away, their their warlocks or, or their 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 spellcasters have, have enchanted the body to retain the soul to the body until it can get to a war zone. So they are desperate to get to the front line as quickly as possible. And this whole procession is like, no, 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 we must go. We must be there. 
Um, and presumably there would be a number of front lines to choose from because they're always fighting. I also like the idea that what if this this is the catalyst for war to these people? Ah, so like, so there is no war happening, but they're like, well, we got to get him into war. Yep, someone you know, super important passes away, and I can also like just in imagining this rich story of like that clearly they're sick for whatever reason, and they're essentially planning their death march, their literal death march, and when they pass away. The in honor of them to get them to that you know, true death, the their people enact like their war machine and take them out. Oh, that's cool. And also terrifying to literally every other place around them because they know like so-and-so has died. What is going to happen now? That's it. You'd almost need like an embassy of the skill, the most skilled orators. Uh, uh, from your entire civilization so that's like oh the king's sick uh let's start talking smack about the other neighboring cities instead of us <laughs> yes they said terrible things i promise they called him fat and said he would die in bed and not fighting them okay so let's pick one that we'll both do together cool, cool. and sir you know it has to be number nine right dr knickerbocker themselves what Dr. Knickerbocker, number nine. It's a song. Don't judge me. Ah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, we will choose number nine. And do you know why we are choosing it, sir? Because Lord of the Rings. Ah, uh, indeed, for it is the funeral of Aragorn. Oh, is that who's died? Oh, that makes me sad. I thought it was something less important, like Faramir. <laughs> Break deal. <laughs> Faramir or Samwise. What ifs? <laughs> what ifs? No, for it is the death of Aragorn. So, what do we think is happening in this picture if we were to place it in Dia in Daibe? <laughs> hey mate, can you uh can you say the name of the world that you just created? Can you try not to mess that one up? I cannot. I it, it is not in. It's not reality. happening. Yes. Just, just, uh, I love it. It's like the person who, like, it's like you create the thing, but then you say it wrong every single time. You are the gift guy. Yes, exactly. You are the gift guy. You're ruining yeah. it for everyone. You just, you're turning up like years later going, actually, it's pronounced traffics because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Send your hate mail to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have strong opinions about that. But also everyone to their own in terms of GIF. You're just, you're wrong if it's not GIF. That's all I'm yep. saying. Um, so in terms of Daimbe, see, I'm racking my brain because I feel like we've had a white tree as a symbol in Daimbe before. And if anyone who's been barreling through all the podcasts, uh, catching up or re-listening can, can remember the white tree in terms of Daimbe and not in terms of Tolkien, where, of course, we all know, very important, white tree. Seven stars, question mark? Possibly nine. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've read the books. I think it's seven, but go on. Yeah, I thought so too. Well, there we go. Both of us might be wrong. Seven is what we're going for. Also, I can't see that far. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Looks right. Yep. Yay, I got it right. It's always nice when you're accidentally correct based on memories from years ago. <laughs> But I, I feel like we had an important white tree somewhere. If we didn't, this does feel like, I don't know, it wouldn't be coastal, but it's very, it's high in the mountains. We've got a lot of fog. 
sad people. Oh, the way that this is set up, though, does lend itself because, you know, we know where it is, but this does seem to lend itself to the idea that this could happen in the main city of Dayaimbe, and this is actually occurring in Lucina Tyrion because it is a circular city around surrounding a mage's tower. It is. It is indeed. I once put a tannery in there, I remember. Indeed. So this could be... This could be a much more traditional fantasy funeral that we have set up in that it is essentially Lucina Tyrion, whoever is leading that, has passed away and are being there is a funeral procession throughout the entire town. I like it. I like it. I Who feel is? like the... Because it's around a, a central mage tower. So what if it's the Archmage or Archmage themselves? Ooh, I like it. Or yeah, one of the mages has passed away. And then there's mm. this grand procession. Yeah. And everyone is, is incredibly sad because there is no new arch, uh, Archmage yet. Archmage. Archmage. And the not only is there there's this sense of sadness because they were a great they were a great person. They were they were truly lovely. The mage, they went around, they they helped people, they made sure the city prospered, but they also kept the wards up and kept everything safe. And now with their passing, the wards just might be starting to weaken. And then the person from my idea just passed away as well. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. So, sir, I believe we have done it once again. And the question is, where can people go to find you on the internet? People can go to the Twitters. I'm normally at the Twitters, uh, at MoronJenk or at GoingInBlindDND where you can also listen to my podcast, presumably on the tweeters. I'm not entirely sure how that works. Or the iTuneses and the Googles and all of that. Uh, although it's not called iTunes Podcasts anymore, is it? It's like iTunes Music Listener or something. But you can go there. Going in Blind Podcast is, is, is up there as well, where it's uh, vision-impaired players playing Dungeons & Dragons with me and... We're actually rounding out the the season one finale. Woo! Yeah, it's very exciting. Yes. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's it's got lots of fire. It's got lots of death and lots of teeth, as all good D and D games do. And you can get a hold of us with all of your funeral ideas at dmnastics at gmail.com, or you can head over to Twitter and follow us at dmnastics, and you can find all of the hosts. Twitter handles there and for everything else on our network, you can head over to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. All right. So rather than let those mental gains go to waste, we're going to head over to a new segment called taking your supplements. Taking your supplements. Amazing. Side note. I'm going to make that the bumper. (laughs) Taking your So this new segment called Taking Your Supplements is a brainchild that James and I came up with as a joke. James, that is James Intercasso, who I did not who I did not say anything about until right now. That's right. I'm just over here chilling at the juice bar, getting some supplements ready. Uh, yes. <laughs> see, see what we did? It's like there are game supplements, Neil, but then there are also supplements you take after you work out to enhance your strength. It's a double exactly. entendre, as it were. We have done well. It was, 
first it was funny and then it became a thing I definitely wanted to do because <laughs> for the light bulb, we have a tendency to focus on physical products that you bring to your game or more of ideas for taking your supplements. We're going to look at written products. And since James was one of the brain children of this wonderful idea that is hilarious, I thought it would be a great opportunity for him to come and talk about a supplement that he helped create. Yes, and no supplement is going to make you healthier, Neil, than the demon plague, uh, which is... Huh. <laughs> so the demon plague is a level 1 through 20 adventure that I wrote with John Four of Role Playing Tips, and it is for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons. It is on Kickstarter right now, right now. It's got a very short funding window, so if you're interested, head on over to Kickstarter, search for the demon plague. Now that the sales stuff is out of the way, it's a uh, really fun open adventure that is meant specifically to help GMs become better at telling open player driven stories. So it starts with kind of a typical linear story and then it's divided into four parts. So the first part is that linear story. The second part is more sandboxy. The third part is a big hex crawl that you improv and there's a bunch of charts and suggestions and sort of anchor encounters to help guide you through the hex crawl. And then the last part is a big mega dungeon with lots of different factions that you can ally with uh, that will have a ton of improvisation in it. It's all about the players making a lot of choices. There are tough choices they'll need to make and the fate of the world will be in their hands and there's a fun mystery to unravel. There's an election going on and it takes place in this valley that used to be on a glacier that was hit by a big comet. The comet melts the glacier and displaces all of the people except for one town that was on a mountain that poked above the glacier. So now refugees are coming there and underneath the glacier there were all these ancient and lost dungeons and civilizations filled with undead and constructs and stuff that are coming back to life and a hideous plague is released adventure so good you can go to your local gnc and order demon plague now uh <laughs> or you can definitely go to kickstarter where it is currently at the time of the recording like over 800 percent funded so fear not there are many a stretch goal that have been broken and you can help break some more I and I think this is one of the things that I'll also focus on with the idea of taking your supplements and why I wanted to highlight the demon plague is that this product is just begging to be taken apart and used in some way in your game. Mm -hmm. There is something for every game for every person inside of this product, you know, especially the idea of being able for newer DMs to run from one to 20, because a lot of the starters things are for one to five mm -hmm. or something around that range. And then it's almost like then you're like the advanced modules come at you and you're like, well, I don't know how I'm supposed to transition from one <laughs> to the other, but, or the idea of just taking that higher level dungeon and just dropping it in your world. So I think you should definitely go get this. I backed it. Then I immediately canceled my pledge. <laughs> Because I found out that I used the wrong account and I didn't want to do that because then I would never remember. Uh, so I backed it a second time. So <laughs> there you go. Yes. Thank you, Neil, so much for backing. And thanks to any of your listeners who have already backed as well. Uh, super appreciate it. We are breaking through stretch goals like a DM empowered with ideas, breaking stuff at the gym. 
I think I've lost the metaphor a little bit. I've lost the metaphor, but it's okay. But it, it really is uh, something meant for you to take apart and use as you would like as well. This town, for instance, uh, you could take that and drop it somewhere else. There's this political intrigue election going on that, you know, you could just play through that. There's all kinds of little plots. You could just use our hex generator to uh, help you generate your own random hex crawl. Um, so there are a lot of different pieces you can plunder from this as well, which is my favorite kind of adventure because I like plundering. And because it all takes place in one valley, you can drop it into any campaign setting with little to no adjustment, which is pretty great. Awesome. But with that, we're going to turn out the lights and head out of the gym. Above everything else, I want to implore you, the listener, to join up on our forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as all of the other amazing conversations being had. And to do that, please head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask. Do you even lift? Can I trust you will add your own cardio? Yeah, no, don't put me down for cardio. What are you doing? Horizontal running. <laughs>